Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Scott Cullen. You can see my written work in The Athletic and McKean's Hockey. I think we have another outlet coming up soon, so that'll be cool. Uh, and uh, you probably saw my work on tsn.ca for many years. Uh, and what we are doing uh, here is the season approaches. We are continuing uh, breaking down team by team. Uh, and we have reached the Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, the Hurricanes uh, have been one of the better teams uh, in hockey uh, the past few seasons. Uh, kind of just waiting to get over the hump. Uh, but they did also suffer a pretty uh, big loss in free agency, losing Dougie Hamilton. Uh, so I guess that leaves things a little bit uh, uncertain uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes heading into this season. But we will break down uh, player by player uh, on the roster uh, and see kind of what expectations uh, we should put on the Hurricanes in the 2021-2022 NHL season. Now, thanks for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. Uh, now let's take a look at the Carolina Hurricanes, starting with the forwards. Uh, first line left wing, we've got Andrei Svechnikov, who in his third season last year, he didn't really erupt uh, the way that some might have thought. And uh, still, he's just 21 years old, has a ton of skill and really the potential to be one of the best players in the league. And uh, I don't think he, he really realized uh, that potential last season, but uh, that doesn't mean that it's uh, it's gone and, and can't be achieved. Uh, so still just 21 years old, has been a very productive player in three seasons in the NHL, and I think there's uh, there's still another level uh, for Sveshnikov to get to. Uh, at center, we've got Sebastian Ajo, who's been a consistent, reliable all-around center. The past three seasons, he has 206 points in 206 games, and uh, Ajo is a guy who can play in all situations uh, and really is, uh, a, in some ways, underrated. Uh, he's not maybe you know getting national pub in the way he should, uh, but uh, Sebastian Ajo is a, a legit first-line center and a star uh, for the Hurricanes. Now, on the right side, we've got Tavo Teravainen. Uh, injuries limited Turbo to 21 games last season. He still managed 15 points. Uh, but before that, he had three straight seasons with at least 60 points. He has uh, established that he is a, a prolific point producer, uh, slick playmaker, got good hands, good vision, uh, works well with Ajo. Uh, and now presumably healthy, uh, I think Teravainen should be a, a pretty dangerous threat uh, for Carolina this season. So that, that's a pretty talented top line uh, if that's how Carolina chooses to deploy those guys. Now on the second line, uh, we've got Jesperi Kotkaniemi on the left side. Uh, you know, he was Carolina's big offer sheet gambit, uh, and he has legitimate potential. Uh, ultimately, he could become a second line center, uh, but his career to this point in Montreal has had uneven performances. Uh, and so what you're left with is that he's young and still full of potential. But I, I don't know that you can put huge expectations on Kotkaniemi uh, for this season specifically. Uh, now at center on the second line, we've got Vincent Trocek, who was one of my favorite fantasy picks going into last season. And he really kind of paid off, uh, had a terrific season. Uh, and Trocek, not only is he a skilled, productive player, he also hits, uh, which is not all that common, especially at center. Uh, now, for apparently, it looks like he's going to start this season on IR, but uh, I, I think Trocek, uh, over the long haul, is a really valuable piece here uh, for Carolina. Now, on the right side, we've got Martin Nietzsche, who's a skilled young forward, uh, been steadily improving, uh, and has kind of already established that he's a valuable secondary scorer, uh, but maybe you know could become more than that too. And, and I think when you go through these top couple of lines for Carolina, you can see how there's some mixing and matching 
uh, possible that, you know, Nichas could move up uh, to play on the top line. Teravainen can move to play on the second line. Sveshnikov can move to play on the second line. You, you've got some flexibility uh, with uh, with these players, or at least that's how they have been uh, deployed in recent years by, by Carolina. So uh, you, you can't just look at... Uh, how the season projects to start and think, well, that that's definitely how it's going to play out for Carolina because they, they tend to move guys around a little bit. Uh, to the third line, now we've got Nino Niederreiter on the left side. Now, maybe Niederreiter is in Kokinemi's spot on the on the second line. That, that would seem to be a very easy switch. Uh, but Niederreiter, when he's playing well, he can be a real difference maker uh, for the Canes. You know, power forward who can put the puck in the net. Uh, but consistency is still an issue, and that isn't just a game-to-game consistency. It's like season-to-season uh, consistency. Uh, but still, for, for the most part, he's a very useful middle six forward. Uh, at, at center on the third line, we have Jordan Stahl, who, and when he's on his game, is a dominant checking center. Uh, you know, Selkie Trophy uh, caliber. Now, maybe he's not at that stage uh, of his career now that he's uh, into his 30s. Uh, but Stahl can still control play, win matchups. Last season, he scored 38 points in 53 games. That was his best per-game scoring rate since 2011-2012. Uh, and really, as a third-line center, he's a, he's a great fit uh, for, for the Hurricanes. Uh, now, on the right side, we've got Jesper Fast, who's basically a capable third-line winger. Doesn't have a ton of offensive upside. Uh, was a reliable addition from the Rangers, and you know his his top end is probably around 30 points. Uh, so he's not going to be uh, a big scorer, but pretty reliable uh, when he gets a chance to play. To the fourth line, uh, we've got on the left side Stephen Lorenz, who who had a modest eight points in 45 games uh, as a rookie for uh, for Carolina last season, but showed pretty well uh, in a limited role, and, and so I think he he has a, a shot to to get in and earn regular. Uh, action on the fourth line. Uh, at center, we've got Derek Stepan, uh, a veteran who whose play has declined in the past couple of years and, and injury really cut uh, his last season short. Uh, but if, if Stepan's healthy, even if he's not you know, the player that he was when he was consistently putting up 55 uh, points a, a, a season, even if he's not that guy, a healthy Stepan could certainly help the Hurricanes as a fourth line center. I, I think that's uh, the, the hope might be that he can uh, you know, with good health, uh, maybe produce more than just uh, what you'd expect from a fourth liner. Uh, then on the right side, we've got Jordan Martinuk, who's a reliable veteran guy, strong on the boards, pretty limited offensively, but uh, Martinuk is, you know, the epitome of a good character uh, depth forward, the guy who's, um, you know, enthusiastic and, and passionate and uh, plays with energy. That's the kind of guy you... Uh, you want uh, in your dressing room. And now the others that might be in the mix, I, I suppose Josh Levo and Stefan Nazan uh, would have been considered in the mix, but I think they've, they've also, uh, they're on waivers. So uh, seem, seems like a pretty decent bet that they're off to the AHL. Um, and then there is prospect Seth Jarvis, uh, who, uh, you know, really uh, impressed uh, last season in the American Hockey League uh, before he could go back to junior. And uh, I think, you know, that might have given him some confidence coming into uh, to training camp with the, the Hurricanes this year. And if, if Jarvis can play, uh, well, I mean, he's going to have a chance to, to play probably in the top nine. I, I would think he's a skilled enough player that Carolina doesn't want to just bury him on the fourth line. So um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on, on Seth Jarvis. But uh, I think overall, when you look at this group, it's a pretty solid uh, group of forwards. And you've, and a, you've got a first line that is well above average uh, in that spot. So... You know that that's a a pretty quality group, but it's not as though there aren't some question marks. You know that uh, yes, they have the, the Hurricanes have hopes for Yasperi Kokkinemi, and uh, and that, that 
obviously the given the money that they're paying they they would like him to have an impact but uh you know the, that's hardly a sure thing uh, given what he's done in montreal the past couple of seasons so but as i say overall i think this is a, a pretty quality group of forwards uh, and it does give the the hurricanes a chance to be competitive uh, again this season does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. So thanks for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every day. Uh, make your second listen the Locked On Cross Check Podcast with Mary Clark and Andrew Berkshire. Uh, they're giving you a whole uh, new look uh, at the National Hockey League. And a fun podcast I was on uh, for their season preview. We had a great time. Uh, so let's continue on with our Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, and we're on to the defense and goaltending. On defense, on top pair, left side, we've got Jacob Slavin, who's an effective, consistent puck mover. And he also plays a super clean game, which is kind of underrated to have a defenseman who takes so few penalties. Slavin had two penalty minutes in 52 games last season. And, uh, to think that uh, you can be effective defensively and, and take so few penalties, it really uh, it, it gives Slavin a value that uh, is probably underappreciated. Now, on the right side uh, of this pair, we've got Tony D'Angelo, who had better work out uh, on the ice for the Hurricanes because signing him pretty much cost them all the goodwill uh, that the franchise might have built up uh, previously. D'Angelo is a skilled puck handler, can run a power play, uh, but he's never been particularly strong without the puck, and he got run out of New York for off-ice issues uh, with the team. Now, you know, for my fantasy purposes, I'd probably let somebody else take the risk uh, on Tony D. Uh, I know the Hurricanes, they're, they're expecting that Rod Brindamore is going to be able to, to keep D'Angelo in line, and, and if that's the case, then... Uh, they, they expect that they'll get the good of Tony D'Angelo without having to deal with the bad, uh, but we, we will see. Uh, the, there uh, have been several teams who have tried with Tony D'Angelo, and uh, so far none of them have, have been uh, particularly happy by the time it, it ended. So uh, we, we will see how that plays out. He's one of the more, uh, I, I don't know, interesting, I guess, would be the, the kindest way to, to phrase it, one of the more interesting signings uh, of the offseason. Uh, on the second pair, we've got uh, Brady Shea on the, on the left side. Uh, now, Shea scored 39 points uh, as a rookie with the Rangers in 2016-2017. By last season, he had 10 points, 52 games for the Hurricanes. And, and his isolated impact on offense, he was basically a black hole. Uh, and so, you know, Shea still plays 20 minutes per game, uh, but I think Carolina probably needs more from him. And, you know, it's fine if, if he gives them adequate defensive play, but you you have to expect more. Uh, from your defensemen who are playing, you know, 20 plus minutes a night, they can't just be a uh, defensive defenseman. And certainly in Shea's case, he should have the the skill set to to produce more than that too. Then now on the right side of the second pair, we got Brett Pesci, who's an excellent two-way defenseman. He handles tough assignments and consistently comes out ahead uh, when in those assignments. Now you could very easily see the the Hurricanes deciding, you know, in tough circumstances that they're going to run Slavin and Pesci together. Uh, but then, you know, that brings a whole lot of risk when you, when you run a, a pairing, say, of Shea and D'Angelo 
uh, otherwise. And so there might be some juggling to go around and we've still got other uh, defensemen to discuss here. Uh, But as they, as they get ready for the regular season, it does look like uh, the the Hurricanes have Slavin and Pesci on separate pairs, which allows them to kind of have some balance on the blue line. Now to the third pair, uh, the the Hurricanes brought in veteran defenseman Ian Cole, who's a steady physical stay at home type uh, and, you know, not particularly flashy, but when you're looking for a third pair guy who can kill penalties, well, Ian Cole uh, can certainly do that. Uh, and then on the right side, they got Ethan Bear, who was acquired in a trade uh, for Warren Fogle. Uh, Bear probably has top four upside. And uh, really, if D'Angelo falters in any way, I think Ethan Bear uh, can pretty quickly move up uh, for Carolina. Uh, and Bear was excellent defensively in Edmonton last season. And so uh, I think there's, you know, there's certainly a path here to Ethan Bear playing. Uh, bigger minutes on the Carolina blue line and D'Angelo being a third pair and power play guy, uh, ultimately. Uh, now, who else is in the mix? Well, Jake Gardner's out for the season, uh, or at least that's the expectation. So uh, Brendan Smith uh, has been signed and, and gives the Hurricanes a, another veteran who can kind of slide into the lineup when needed. Uh, but there is, I, I would say, some question about the depth uh, beyond that. And you know, it's not as though having seven NHL defensemen is is not good enough, uh, but, you know, an injury or two, and suddenly uh, you better hope that uh, your prospects are ready to, to go. Uh, and, you know, we'll kind of see what uh, Carolina's prospects are like in, in a minute or two, but uh, overall I think their defensive group, it's it's not unlike their forwards. It's, it's a good group, probably better than average, uh, and the guys at the top end. Uh, are really quite strong, like Slavin and Pesci. Uh, you know, years ago, they were the, the popular pick as the underrated uh, defenseman in the league. I think now they're properly rated as very, very good. Uh, and so uh, that that's where uh, the Hurricanes' defense sits. Let's take a look at their goaltending, uh, and they overhauled the position. Uh, they uh, traded Alex Nedeljkovic, didn't re-sign Peter Mrazek uh, or James Reimer. Uh, and so uh, they they turned their goaltending attention to Frederick Anderson, uh, whose play has declined in the past couple of seasons. But um, <laughs> the that has also come at the time when as he has had a hard time staying healthy. Uh, and so that that adds quite a bit of risk uh, to to picking Frederick Anderson. This is the big bet uh, by the Hurricanes that uh, Anderson can bounce back. And look, in his best years um, with Anaheim and Toronto, he was an above average starting goaltender. And so. You know, there, there's reason to, you know, be optimistic about that. But, you know, when, once you've had a couple of years of, of shaky suspect play, well, it, it's also fair to question wh- whether you want to, you know, pin pin your starting hopes on that guy. Uh, now, the backup is Antti Branta, who is an above-average goaltender uh, throughout his NHL career, but he also can't stay healthy. Uh, now, as a backup, if you, if you only need him to play 25 uh, to 30 games, uh, you know, maybe anti-Ranta fits uh, pretty nicely. Certainly on a per-game basis, anti-Ranta uh, should be very good in the role. Uh, the hope, uh, I guess, for, for Carolina is that you can somehow keep keep him healthy uh, when that has been a real uh, trouble spot for him overall. Uh, so when it comes to, you know, being able to keep the puck out of the net, uh, I think Carolina's in, in decent shape, but boy, uh, there is some risk involved here by uh, changing the goaltending to, to go with Anderson and Ranta, a couple of guys who have already been battling injuries uh, in recent seasons uh, that really, um, you know, keep your fingers crossed uh, and hope. Because if not, and you have to start digging into your third or fourth goaltender, uh, well, then that's uh, that's going to be asking a lot. Uh, and so uh, I 
we go through the, the roster here from top to bottom, and I think there's a lot to like uh, still about the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't know that the defense is quite as dynamic uh, now that they've lost Dougie Hamilton, but uh, I think you can look at this roster and, and pretty easily envision that they're a playoff team. Um, and, and the question, I guess, would be, do they have enough to kind of get over the top uh, and be more than just a playoff team? Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they have so many delicious flavors. There is something for everyone. They have flavors that include coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, that one's my favorite, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. That is just a great variety of flavors, so there's probably something for everyone uh, in that mix. And if you haven't tried them, go get a mix box from Built Bar. You get two of each of those flavors, sample them, decide which ones you like, uh, and then order more of those uh, because you have these great flavors covered in 100% chocolate, so the bars taste great and they're healthy too. Uh, Built Bars are loaded with protein. They're low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Let's take a look at the special teams uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, and we've got, uh, in the past three seasons, during five-on-four play, the Hurricanes are ninth in shots per 60, 54.2. They are third in expected goals per 60, 7.11, and seventh in actual goals per 60, 7.81. So overall, that's a pretty great uh, power play. Uh, well above average. Uh, and I guess the, the question will be, uh, can they still produce those numbers without Dougie Hamilton? Uh, because you know that, that's a pretty, pretty quality defenseman that uh, they lost. Uh, a guy who can really generate a lot of shots. And, and I suppose the the real, uh, you know, whether the rubber hits the road here is can Tony D'Angelo uh, be the one who uh, quarterbacks a power play to have that kind of success. And uh, we, we will see. Uh, there's probably going to be some drop-off, but maybe if it's not too steep, uh, it will end up being, uh, I, I guess, a net positive in terms of uh, the cost involved to, to sign Tony D'Angelo relative to, to Dougie Hamilton. Now, uh, so... It's a a pretty quality power play uh, for Carolina. Uh, It's not as good as their penalty killing. Past three seasons during four-on-five play, uh, the Hurricanes rank first in shot attempts against per 60, 78.4. They are second in shots against per 60, 43.3. They are second in expected goals against per 60, 5.54. And second in goals against per 60, 5.71. So at at the worst, they are the second best uh, penalty killing unit over the past three seasons. I mean, what what can you say? That you just keep doing what you're doing uh, when that's the case. But uh, overall, this is a pretty notable advantage uh, that the Hurricanes have uh, put together here on special teams. Uh, and so I think that uh, you know, when you when you consider that the Hurricanes tend to be a, a positive possession team at neutral uh, during five-on-five five play, uh, and you add in special teams play that it, uh, tilts the ice in, in Carolina's uh, favor, well, then you have pretty good reason to uh, expect them to be contenders. Uh, now, what does this team still need? Uh, well, I think more than anything, they have to keep their fingers crossed on goaltending health. Uh, that if Anderson and, and Ranta stay healthy, well, then they, they're probably going to be okay. But if, if injuries kind of continue with those those two, uh, then uh, it could get uh, could get a little messy. Um, and I, I suppose they, they need to hope that things don't go sideways with Tony D'Angelo because I'm not sure their defensive depth is, uh, is that great. Uh, and so overall, I think you, you can look at uh, this Hurricanes team and say, yes, they're still a strong team, uh, but 
having lost Dougie Hamilton, it'll be interesting to see whether that defense uh, can still be as dynamic and make as big an impact uh, as they were making with, with Dougie Hamilton. And so, um, so which prospects uh, have a chance here to uh, contribute uh, to the Hurricanes this year? And I think, as, as I mentioned uh, before, Seth Jarvis uh, is the most intriguing one. Uh, Jarvis played nine games in the American Hockey League last year, scored seven goals, had four assists. You know, that, that's a pretty great uh, debut in the American Hockey League for a teenager. Uh, he then went to Portland in the WHL at 27 points in 24 games, uh, and he's impressed in training camp this year. So it would come as no surprise if the Hurricanes decided to at least give Jarvis a start uh, in the National Hockey League. Um, and if he gets the opportunity, it would come as no surprise if he just plays well enough to stick. Uh, then there's center Jack Drury. Uh, Drury spent last season uh, playing for Vasho uh, in the uh, Swedish Hockey League, put up 30 points in 41 games. Uh, would not come as a surprise either if Drury uh, finds his way into the Hurricanes lineup at some point this season. I mean, that, uh, uh, for a kid coming out of uh, college hockey to go um, you know, play that year in, uh, in Europe and, and be productive uh, there, I, I think that's a pretty encouraging sign that uh, he may be ready for uh, an opportunity in the NHL at some point. Uh, then we've got uh, winger Dominic Bach. Uh, who did nothing uh, or virtually nothing uh, playing for your garden in the Swedish hockey league. He had three points in 20 games, but played in the American hockey league with Chicago where he had 18 points in 29 games. And, you know, Bach was really highly touted uh, during his draft year. And uh, maybe there have been some bumps in the road along the way since. Uh, but I, I would say that his performance in the American hockey league does kind of, um, you know, reinvigorate, uh, his his prospect status and and so we'll see whether any of those forwards have a shot uh, for the the Hurricanes. I think the the blue line is maybe the more interesting part because as I said, there's you know maybe not a ton of depth. Uh, you know beyond Brendan Smith at seven, I, I think you're probably looking into prospects for the eighth and ninth spots, and I guess that might include Joey Keane, uh, who played 24 games for Chicago in the American Hockey League last year at 13 assists, uh, and Maxime Lejoie, uh, who played 27 games uh, for Chicago, had six goals, five assists. Uh, and Lejoie has been uh, up with Carolina for little bits uh, over the past couple of seasons. Uh, and, you know, maybe he is in that uh, in that role uh, again, assuming that he uh, he clears waivers uh, heading towards the regular season. But uh, th- that might be an area, you know, defensive depth uh, could, uh, could be something that needs to be addressed uh, at some point this season for Carolina. But uh, where does this leave the Hurricanes? heading into this year you know are they are they a playoff team championship contender uh just just how good are they and they probably are a playoff team again but losing dougie hamilton and making wholesale changes in goal you know brings some question marks in in a way that you know had they just kind of kept the status quo you wouldn't have those question marks and uh in a challenging division uh where where the you know the hurricanes ply their trade in the metro uh they can't afford to slip too much and so I still think they're probably a playoff team, but uh, you know if the goaltending goes sideways on them, or uh, you know they run into an injury or two, uh, they could be in tough. And so it's uh, the Hurricanes decided to to make some real choices uh, in the off season, uh, and uh, it'll be interesting interesting to see how those choices play out. Uh, so uh, thanks for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen. Uh, every day, uh, I, as I said, you should go make your second listen, the uh, Locked On Crosscheck uh, podcast with uh, Mary Clark and Andrew Berkshire. Uh, great podcast. I had lots of fun when I w- went on with them for the season preview. Uh, but 
Uh, you can also check out the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball podcast as we head through the playoffs and uh, breaking down what's happened in, the, in this past baseball season. Uh, but stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis.